0: We live in a world filled with turmoil. A quick Google search will identify that there are literally dozens of skirmishes and battles that are going on at any one particular time. On top of that, we live in a culture where there's political disruption, there's social disruption, there's economic disruption, there's ethnic disruption, racial disruption, there's disruption all around us. And On top of that, you might be feeling tension in your own life, with your family, with your relationships, with your job, and all the stress and anxiety that goes along with all of that. How do I find peace in a world that's filled with anxiety and stress and disruption? Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's Full Life Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Full Life Podcast by Grace Church, where we hope to inspire clarify, and challenge you in your next steps of faith. I'm David Lawson, and we are continuing with our conversation in this summer series on how to exchange the life I have for the life that I want. And joining with me again today is Pastor Randy Mumal, our worship pastor at Grace. And as always, Randy, it's good to catch up with you today. It's good to sit here with you, Dave. You know, we're going to be talking today about the power of peace. Our our world is, and this is a transforming thing. If there's something that we're looking to exchange in our life, I think a lot of people would like to make an exchange of stress and anxiety for peace. I'm pretty sure that's where it'd be because almost everybody, I don't know how, in the conversations you're having, but almost without fail, if I talk to somebody long enough, especially a young couple or somebody who owns a business or whatever it might be, Somehow stress comes up, somehow anxiety comes up, uh, a lack of peace, uh, some, some being unsettled about something. I hear that a lot, and we're so busy, we're, keep, we're, we're meeting ourselves coming and going, we don't have time for this and that, and I can just see the life kind of drain out of their face. And I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about it, but they just kind of enter into a different mode. When they start talking, when they th- get their happy face off <laughs> and they start getting into reality, that's kind of what I'm... Because people are stressed. You know, they're stressed about uh, finances. Uh, they're stressed about raising kids in uh, the world. And the world has gotten much more complicated for kids with uh, uh, social media, electronics, yeah. um, uh, even just uh, the association with other people. I remember when I was growing up, uh, it was... My, I, remember back that I can remember back that far. I remember my mom and dad being happy when there was another adult around. Now everyone's skeptical when there's another adult coming around. And so and businesses, that's gotten much more complicated. And people are concerned about keeping their employees and providing for their employees and having enough employees to provide service. And so there's stress everywhere, I think, in our culture. And I think people would love to make that exchange of stress and anxiety for peace.
1: Don't you? Oh, absolutely. I remember from my first half of my career, I was self-employed. We, my brother and I farmed together. And man, there were seasons when the, the debt was mounting and the anxiety over the weather and so many things we couldn't control. And so often we would just say, is it worth it? Just all the
0: stress, all the anxiety. Right. I was looking up uh, some statistics. So I, I thought, I wonder, are there any numbers that are hmm. associated with stress that people are feeling and so I looked up some numbers from the American Institute of Stress so that tells you something. There's an American there, Institute of <laughs> Stress. When there's an institute on stress, you know it's an issue, right? Do people worry that we're mm-hmm. there? People, <laughs> they're, in a lot of stress. <laughs> they're in a lot of stress trying to get these numbers right. Um, it said about 30% of people report feeling extreme stress. So wow. one out of every three people wow. that you see on the street, extreme stress, whatever definition that is. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. So three out of every four people are having health issues because of stress. 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. So now we're looking at three out of every four affecting their physical health. Now you have almost another three out of four that's handling their wow. mental health. And then 48% of people have trouble sleeping because of stress. I don't think that's my problem. <laughs> I don't think it's because of stress. But a, a lot of people are waking up at night mm-hmm. because they're under a sure. lot of stress. Sure, sure. And unfortunately, according to this, an article that I was reading on this site, about half of all Americans, for half of all Americans, levels of stress are getting worse instead of better. So ignoring it isn't changing it. So we've, we've got to make an exchange here. We've got to exchange the life that we have that's filled with stress and anxiety and fear and all that goes along with that to some peace. I know a lot of people who would like to make that exchange. You know, stress is nothing to fool with. And I think all of us would like just a little peace. So the question is, how do we live with less tension and with more peace? Uh, How do I live in peace when I'm under so much stress? How do I get started in this? Most of us think that, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but most of us think that we get rid of stress when we get rid of our problems. <laughs> the problem is that Jesus, he, and he nailed this observation, he said, in this life, you're going to have trouble. That's what he said. You're just going to have trouble. Oh, isn't that true, Dave? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and since that is the case, how do I find peace in a world that's full of trouble?
0: Yeah. and I think the, So I think the bottom line that Jesus is saying is that peace isn't found in the absence of trouble.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're waiting for trouble to go away, that's not how you're going to find it because you'll never find it then. Peace is the, uh, is the presence of tranquility. So tranquility by definition means I've got this space, this tranquil space in spite of everything that's going on around me. So peace isn't the absence of trouble, it's the presence of tranquility. And so how do we find that tranquility? That's what we're going to be looking at today.
1: I love that. Jesus said that peace was found in him. There's great words in John 14, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do
0: not be afraid. In, in, in that passage, he's actually, he knows, he knows his guys are troubled, right? Because he's, getting, he's telling them, you know, my life's coming to an end here and I'm going to go somewhere. Uh, and and they're, where are you going? <laughs> well, yeah, we I'm going to go trouble. back to my father. Uh, what are we going to do without you? I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of. The, and he yeah. said, "Look, it's it's going to be okay. You know, there's going to be some trouble, but that you can have tranquility in that trouble." And as you were reading that, I thought about uh, these observations. Just kind of stuck out to me that peace is a gift because Jesus said, "I give it to you." This is a, this is something I'm going to give to you. And so, if we're going to be looking for peace, then we have to receive a gift and that gift has to come from Jesus himself. The next observation he makes uh, to, or that he's communicating to his disciples there, is that peace settles our hearts. If you want your heart to be settled, he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus's peace settles me, and I need that. I need that for my tranquility. I need I need Jesus to bring that peace in my life. I need him to settle my heart. I mean, that, that's how we talk about it, right? That my heart's just unsettled about this. Well, he said, no, no, you, you can have, if you've received this gift from me, your heart is gonna be settled. And the next observation I would make from those verses is that peace comes from Jesus himself. He says, I leave you this peace, my peace, I give you. This is something from him, it's like, it comes from him, it's a gift from him and it settles our hearts. So I guess the observation, the overall observation that we would make from that is that Jesus is the source of our peace.
1: That is so true.
0: You know, in recent days, um, we had a little grandbaby
1: And he was born crazy premature. He was a pound and five ounces when he was born. And you mentioned earlier how Jesus said, in this world, you're gonna have trouble. You know, my son and daughter-in-law, they've had trouble with this little one. It was 112 days in the NICU and they recently had to take him back to the hospital because he's not eating. But I tell you what, through all this, God has given our family this genuine peace. And it's not because the circumstances are easy. It's because Jesus provides that peace in the midst of the chaos.
0: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way of saying it because, what you, one way that I would, repeat what you said is that peace is a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If I'm, if I'm looking, and here's the nice thing, there's a lot of a lot of nice <laughs> things, but here's one nice thing about Jesus being our peace. He's the same yesterday, yeah. today, mm-hmm. and forever. And so, I can have peace. Can I can? Ha- it's possible right? If if I'm trusting in Jesus and, and, and if I'm receiving that gift from him, I can have peace regardless of my circumstances today, tomorrow, and forever. It's it, That peace is always available to me. And because it's peace, it's uh, in the midst of trouble. It's not peace in the absence of trouble. I think that's a really important thing is that there is no need for peace if there is no threat of trouble or if there is no <laughs> trouble. We wouldn't yeah. have the word for it, right? And so, we're looking for peace in the midst of trouble. So peace, Jesus' peace then is different from the world's peace because the world's mm. peace is one where I'm, I'm, I'm going to get rid of all this trouble. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. try to clear my life and build these fences around myself so that I don't have this trouble. And that's how the world approaches it. And Jesus said, no, you need to, you need to get in there. You need to mix mm. it up. You need to get in the world and just know that yeah. peace is present.
1: Yeah. You know, I think, Dave, our farming days, uh, the Lord let us do it just for life examples in my life. <laughs> there were so many times, so many challenging things. We had one year where things went terribly wrong. And I'm sure I've told you the story before. Yeah. But in that process, I'm I'm just feeling the angst, maybe the guilt, the shame of it. We, we lost so much money that year. And I remember for a week, I couldn't sleep. And I wandered through the house at 3 and 4 in the morning. And the first days I was doing it, I just was like... Just feeling the tension, the anxiety. What are we going to do? And then later that week, I began to grab a hold of some scripture. And one that just grabbed a hold of me was in Philippians 4. Don't be anxious, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. You know, in that last part, he's saying, I'm going to give you this peace that doesn't make sense. The world's not going to understand it, but I'm going to give it to you. I've experienced that, and I know it's real. Because the circumstances were not pleasant. But at four in the morning, I remember grabbing a hold of that. It's like, man, there's peace to be had in the midst of the
0: chaos. And the thing I love about those verses is it tells us our part and God's part in it? That's a question that we come up with a lot. So what's my part in this, mm-hmm. and what's God's part in this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so if you want to make this exchange of stress for peace, huh. we have to understand our part and, our, and God's part. It's God's part to give us peace. It's our part to give up our anxiety. Yeah. Right? Oof, that's he, hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's what he's calling us to do, right? Uh, it's God... We're not going to generate the peace. We're not going to bring it. We can't bring it about. It's a gift from God. God has to bring the peace. We have to give up our anxiety.
1: And not just give it up. First Peter 5, 7 says we need to cast, cast it, it. I like Throw it. it. Toss it.
0: Yeah, hurl whew. it off of my shoulder. Just yeah. drop it. That's the, that's the imagery there wow, is to get powerful. rid of it. I like what Isaiah 26 says, uh, verses 3 and 4. It says, you will keep in perfect peace. And so, again, that's not our part. God is, is the one who keeps us in peace. It's so, I think one of the lessons that from this conversation that I'm I'm kind of pulling away is that peace is beyond me, uh, but it's well within the realm of what God wants to do for me. So, you will keep in perfect peace those who's Minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock mm. eternal. The rock. The I rock. love that. Immovable. Mm. And that peace is always there for us. Yeah, peace is beyond me, uh, but it's not beyond the realm of what God wants to provide for me. So, Randy, when you think about a next step mm. for peace, uh, this is a big one, I think, for people and it can't be treated lightly because every day people wake up under this stress. I mean, this, the statistics show it. Uh, even people from the American Institute of Stress probably wake up <laughs> stressful. They, they could use, use a little piece too. Uh, what are some steps that you can think of that'll help make this practical for us?
1: First one, to know the Prince of Peace. I believe this peace is especially for people who know Jesus. And I think for people that may be questioning, you know, do I really have a relationship with Jesus? It's a great question to ask and I love on our website, we have a Meet Jesus page there. If you go to worcestergrace.org slash next steps slash meet Jesus, you can read about it there. A great resource. I think the second one, simply rest in the Prince of Peace. You know, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in difficult times.
0: It's from Psalm 46. Isn't it interesting that we get busy when we get stressful? And he's saying, "No, you're, you're saying rest. Don't make it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't stir it up more by getting all busy. Maybe you need to rest a little bit, think this through a little bit, and kind of get your bearings some.
1: And that is so true because even in well, uh, you're quoting from Psalm 46. I love that, David. <laughs> Be still. Yeah, know that I'm God. Yeah, whoo. I, mean, I love that concept of just. I mean, even as we're sitting out here today, I'm just, I'm just feeling peaceful. It's just yeah. great to be in creation. Yeah. But God's saying that, offering that all the time. Yeah. David, be still. Yeah. Know that but I'm. We're God.
0: fixers, Randy. We're fixers. We <laughs> want, it, we want to right, and yeah. we end up messing it up even more, adding yeah. more stress to us, whatever the case might be. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I love to pray those two verses with people when they're going through difficult times. You know, first the reminder of God's presence, His strength as a rock. Yeah. And the second one to be still, just to rest in that. Right. Tough words, but... Yeah, that's good. And then the third idea, as you made it plain earlier, God has a part in this, we have a part in this. Our part is to call on the Prince of Peace. Going back to that passage in Philippians 4, you know, through prayer and petition to reach out.
0: Yeah, we... Our pride keeps us from doing that a lot of times. We don't want to admit that we need some help. But the sooner we realize that peace is beyond us, the more apt we will be to call out, and it's so freeing to give it up. Mm. You know, just to just to give it up and and to put place it in the hands of the one who is really able to do something about it. Absolutely, uh, because because we can't. And the interesting thing about that too, I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but when you give it up, you think clearer mm. because you know there is a there is a my part to it, um, but my part has to have its place. And so when I give it up, I can think clear and I can, and, the, and I can allow the Lord to help consp- to speak through me and, and help me to figure out what, what the next step is a lot of times. So it's good stuff, David. Any, any other advice for us along the way? I'm
1: trying to be like Dave Lawson. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, as John Wayne says, you're not setting your sights very high. <laughs> well, we trust our time together with you has been helpful for you and that somehow your faith has been strengthened along the way. Remember, Jesus came that you might have life and you might have it to the full. And our prayer for you is that you really would enjoy that full and abundant life that Jesus offers, because in it, you can find peace. And you can exchange the life that you have for the life that you want, if you trust in the one who provides you with that full and abundant life. If you don't have a church home, feel free to check us out. You can find out about the times that we meet, our location, and our online services by just going to worcestergrace.org. That's W-O-O-S-T-E-R grace.org.